Hey everyone and welcome back to the Daily Dunk, episode 8, your basketball podcast, keeping you up to date on all the NBA action from around the league. I'm your host, Thomas Primer, joined by Sam Wrestler. Sam, I hope you're having a marvelous Monday. It's been almost a month since we recorded any episodes, but we got a ton to catch everybody up on and discuss all the all the NBA action as the season nears the All-Star break. So how's it, how's it going, Sam? How have you been, man? I've been good, man. I'm ready to talk some basketball. Let's just skip to the chase and just talk about the Raptors right this second because there's a lot of news covering them with, you know, new coaches leaving or coaches leaving and just, you know, don't want to jump into it too much, but I'm excited to talk about them tonight. Back to you, Thomas. Yeah, man. Raptors and Suns both playing well. It's, it's an exciting time for us. I'm glad – we both survived the Texas snowstorm of 2021. Uh, you know, it wasn't fun, but we got through it. So here we are, episode eight, and we're going to start by bringing y'all our updated power rankings, our top 10. Um, like I said, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. There's definitely been some big mix-ups. Potentially, could the Raptors have cracked the top 10? Uh, we'll find out. So, Sam, uh, we're going to do something new. You're going to do your 10, and then I'm going to do my 10, and then you're going to do your 9, and I'm going to do my 9. We'll kind of go back and forth. So I'll let you start with your number 10 spot. Who do you got? All right. And just to remind the, the audience, this is not just who we think is the top 10 teams in basketball like permanently. This is how teams are playing right now. And surprisingly, I did all my picks based on the last 21 games and teams' records, their last 21 games. And at number 10, this may shock some people, but at number 10, Thomas, I have the Washington Wizards, who in their last 21 games are currently have a record of nine wins and 12 losses. They've won four games in a row. They are six and four in their last 10. And just to have the audience compare where the Washington is compared to other teams uh, that are also 9 and 12 right now, uh, the four-seeded – in the Eastern Conference, the four-seeded Indiana Pacers are also 9 and 12 in their last 21. And also the sixth-seeded Boston Celtics in the East are also currently 9 wins and 12 losses. And to me, I have Washington – at 9 and 12, they have been playing good basketball right now. They've won four in a row. And if you're in the Eastern Conference and you have Washington coming up, you better watch out. Okay. Lakers better watch out tonight then. Interesting pick at 10. Uh, so for me at 10, I got the Spurs. I mean, can you ever count out the Spurs? Let's be serious. I mean, the Spurs, they're not mentioned much, or you know, in basketball news. They're not making national headlines, you know. But Popovich has the Spurs – playing winning basketball. Over the last 10, they have a 7-3 and three record, and they're currently sitting sixth in the Western Conference above quality teams like the Nuggets and the Warriors. So coming in at 10 is going to be the Spurs. You know, they got a couple young guys. Uh, DeRozan's definitely their their anchor, I'd say, but Spurs at 10, they, they've definitely been on the up-and-coming lately. Who do you got at 9, Sam? So at number 9, I have – the Milwaukee Bucks, who, in, like I said before, I'm going off of teams' last 21 games. And, and the Bucks 
previous 21 games, they are currently 12 wins and nine losses. And yes, they may have a lot of talent, but I believe, I think they've won two in a row, but before that, I think they lost four or five in a row and they got swept by my Toronto Raptors in they did. Milwaukee. And and so they, they've had a hiccup along the way, but still 12 and nine to me, if it, I guess for the for the listeners out there, the way I look at it is, say if you start at the beginning of the season and you play 21 games and you're 12 and nine, I mean to me, yes, you have a winning record, but that's just barely over 500. And the Bucks are just barely over 500 in their last 21 games, and so they are down at number nine. But that's in the top 10 of the NBA, so they're still in the top 10, but they're number nine. Who do you have, Thomas? Yeah, coincidentally, I also have the Bucks. I mean. They've kind of looked uncharacteristically bad recently uh, with recent losses to the Pelicans, Hornets. Like you said, they got swept by the Raptors and they lost to my sons. I mean, uh, teams might have finally figured out how to slow down the great freak and the Bucks can occasionally struggle offensively. I, I know they're third in points per game in the NBA, but still, it just seems like they have times where they struggle to find offense, especially when the bench unit is on the floor. I mean, I still have faith that Chris Middleton and the new addition, Drew Holiday, will help Giannis probably get to the Eastern Conference Finals is what I'm thinking with how the rest of the East is looking right now. But they need to correct their offensive woes. Uh, They're just going through these lulls where they can't get a bucket. So Bucks at nine for both of us. Who do you got at eight? So at eight, this might surprise people too because they have the best record in the Eastern Conference. But I currently have the Philadelphia 76ers at number eight because in their last 21, they are 13 and eight. And to me, yes, that's still a good record. But if you look at the East and you look at their current record right now, they are currently 20 and 11. And you're like, wow, that's, that, that's impressive. Nine games over 500. They have 20 wins. But hey, like I said, in their last. 21 games, they're just five over 500, and they've lost three out of their last, I think, four. I think the Suns beat them recently. Toronto just beat them last night. Toronto's going to beat them again tomorrow night, and they're just going to keep falling. So I have them at number eight. Who do you have, Thomas? Man, I think you were looking at my notes because I also got the 76ers at number eight. You know, they're currently first in the Eastern Conference, but they've been struggling as of late, going five and five over the last 10 Embiid has just looked straight dominant at times, I'll say that. But it's still, I have an issue because it still seems that he favors an outside jumper over a solid post move, which is almost a guaranteed bucket for that guy. So slightly concerning for Sixers fans. Um, It should be noted that the Sixers got the best of the Nets a few weeks ago, who I think have been definitely the hottest team in the East as of late. But the size of the 76ers could be a problem for the Nets come playoff time. So something to keep an eye on. I'm sure they'll match up a couple more times after the All-Star break once the schedule is released. So we both got 76ers at 8. We got at 7, Sam. So at number 7, I have your Phoenix Suns, who I did have at one point, I think, 4th or 5th. But like I said, I've just been with all the, you know, the Texas winter storm, of 2021 and everything recently, I've, I've had some extra time and I've done a lot of studying on like stats and this was a tough one. And uh, like I said, I went through the last 21 games and the Suns 
were like a couple plays away from having but an eight or nine game winning streak, which that would have changed everything. But I currently have them at number seven with a 13 and eight overall record, 13 wins and eight losses in their last 21 games. And they have a good team, but they're right there with Philadelphia. Uh, you know, Chris Paul's been really good at times, but, you know, I think they lost to – did they lose to the Timberwolves recently? Like no. Toronto did? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. I could be wrong, though. I know they lost to someone. Maybe it was Detroit. We did lose but, to Detroit a while ago. Maybe we did lose to the Timberwolves. I, I, I can't remember. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I know that they they were really close to beating the Nets, and you know, granted, it is the Nets. They they're 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 hot right now, but they uh, they're sitting there at thirteen and eight, and that's who I have are your Phoenix Suns, which, like I said, they're they're a play or two away from being on in the top two, in my opinion. But who do you have? So I got the seven, or I'm sorry, not the 76ers, the Trailblazers. Number seven is going to be the Trailblazers for me. I mean, just when. We thought the Blazers were going to begin sliding down the Western Conference because C.J. McCollum and Joseph Nurkic are missing time. They did the exact opposite. Over the last 10, Portland is 8-2 and two, with two of those wins coming over their Eastern Conference leading 76ers. Uh, so that's why they, they rank one spot ahead of them in my rankings. Damian Lillard is balling out of his mind carrying this team. And he's still waiting to get the respect that he deserves. I mean, you saw it just now with the All-Star starters. He was snubbed again. You know, the media and the players all had him picked way higher than Luka. But the fan vote put Luka ahead because big market, uh, European votes, and it's just upsetting. Um, So I don't think Dame will forget, you know, this snub anytime soon. And he currently has the Blazers sitting in fifth place in the West. So number seven is the Trailblazers. Who you got at six, Sam? So at number six, I think you've been looking at my notes, but that one, that but that joke makes no sense because I haven't seen my notes. So <laughs> the jokes on the jokes back on me actually. But um, at number six, I had the Portland Trailblazers. But and, and again, like you said, eight and two in the last ten. That's pretty darn good. And but like I said, I am going off of the last 21 games for every single one of my my power rankings. And the Blazers in their last 21 are 14 and seven, and they're just a few stops away from being in my top three. I'll, I'll admit that because that would have made them 15 and six, and they were on a winning streak, a pretty big winning streak, four or five games before losing their last game to Washington in the Moda Center in Portland. And that just shows how hot Washington is because Portland was hot, and they still are hot with going 8-2 and two in the last 10. But when you lose to Washington right now, and Washington's hot. But like I said, I have the Blazers at 14-7 and seven at number 6. All righty. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. We've been pretty uh, similar on our picks so far. So at number 6, Sam's Toronto Raptors have finally made my top 10 in the power ranking. Yeah. I think that's why we uh, sleep in peace. I think that's why we waited so long to to make a an episode again. But you know, after an atrocious start to the season, they've turned things around. Um don't look now. Raptors have won 7 out of their last 10, currently sitting at 5th in the East, you know, with a couple teams making dropping some games, you know, the Celtics and everybody. Uh, Raptors have been able to sneak in. 
you know, trade rumors have been surrounding this team all season, but, you know, probably uh, the face of the franchise, I would say Kyle Lowry has the boys heading in the right direction. Norman Powell has been balling out off the bench. Chris Boucher is looking like a contender for sixth man of the year. And, uh, yeah, the Raptors are looking solid. Look for Toronto to keep climbing in the East tonight. Um, or do they play tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow? They play tomorrow against the 76ers who we just beat last night. Yeah, and actually I had a mistake. I, I saw um, – I said Chris Boucher – or not Chris Boucher. Norman Powell's actually been starting recently, hasn't he? He did, yeah. OG Ananobi went down a couple games ago and yeah. – and Norman Powell has just been on fire. And then Chris Boucher has also been hot, too. Yeah, so for me, it's Raptors at six. Who do you got at five, Sam? I got the Toronto Raptors, who also <laughs> could be in my top three. Yep, there it is. Yes, sir, yep. the high point. Like, yep, number, I would have had them in my top three, probably, if they would have not lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. But... Um, yeah, they're they're fourteen and seven. They started the season off two and eight, and uh, ever since they have just been hot. Uh, I feel like they. Uh, well, I've said it before. They're the only team in the NBA who still feels like they're in a bubble. Uh, Lowry actually just went down. He's been out a couple games. He's injured right now, but uh, they're still playing good basketball. Van Vliet's fighting every night. Norman Powell stepped up. Uh, Chris Boucher, who I, th I think in maybe the first podcast, he was my pick for sixth man of the year for even a sleeper pick, and he's been on fire. And, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they're they number five. Uh, uh, you know, they may be number five in the power rankings, Thomas, and number six in yours, but they're number one in my heart. And I want the v I want the listeners to know that. So who do you have at number five? So at number five for me uh... – which congrats to your Raptors um, on making the top 10. But number five for me is going to be the Lakers. Um, they've been bumped back a few spots after they took some losses. Uh, over the past week, they lost to the Nets and the Heat. I don't really think there's anything to worry about for Lakers fans as long as there's no major injuries. But this team should look to get into a groove heading into playoffs with the return of Anthony Davis. Uh, he's missed, you know, a decent amount of time, and he'll be out until after the All-Star break. Schroeder's missed time. So LeBron's really having to carry this team. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, keep an eye on Anthony Davis, though. He seems to be injured quite frequently. His latest one was a calf, right calf strain and aggravated right Achilles tendon. So always got to be cautious with those Achilles injuries. Who do you got at number four, Sam? We're getting near the top. We are. So, number four, I got the, the Clippers, who in their last 21 games, 15 wins, six losses. And they had a tough loss last night. I'm trying to remember who they played last night. Um, I was watching it. It was on ESPN. I think it was the Nets. They had a close loss last night to Brooklyn. But, you know, Brooklyn's hot right now, and that could be – I hate to say it, but that could be an NBA Finals preview. But, uh, yeah, the, the Clippers are 15-6. and six. You know, I don't think their coach is doing much. And Ty Lue, I, I don't think he's a horrible coach, but I just think when you have Kawhi or LeBron or even Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry, 
how much coaching is really going on. And I just think the Clippers right now are as good as they were last year. They just choked. And so uh, right now they are in my fourth spot with 15 wins, six losses in their last 21. And they're, you know, they're coming off a loss to the Nets, but they're still playing good basketball. Who do you have at number four? Man, you've been reading way too much of my notes because I also got the Clippers at four. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly want to say they're almost solely here due to the fact that they took down the nearly unstoppable Jazz on Friday. But when healthy, the Clippers still do appear to be one of the most lethal teams in the NBA. However, having everybody on the floor has been an issue for them this year. I mean, Paul George is playing extremely well this year. And any team with Kawhi Leonard is always a title contender. So the Clippers have a relatively easy remaining schedule heading into the All-Star break. They got two games against the Wizards, which you're saying might not be so easy. And then they got two games against the Grizzlies as well. So look for them to try to gain some momentum heading into All-Star break. Um, So Clippers at four. Moving on to number three. Top three, who you got, Sam? Real quick, what's funny about that that pick at four is this is a team in the Clippers that, you know, scored 27 points in the first half against the Mavericks, who are just nowhere to be found right now, like a month ago. Yeah. Yet yep. they're just rolling. But anyway, I just think it's kind of funny. But uh, at number three, I have the Brooklyn Nets, who in their last uh, 21 games are currently sitting at 15 and six. And to me, here's my logic they, they are, they're hot right now, they're winning without. Um, I think Durant and Kyrie in some of those games. And yes, they have a three-headed monster with, with Harden on the team now. But like I said, think about that real quick. 15 and 6. They've won six in a row, I believe. And before that, they were, what, 9 and 6? And to me, that's that's still not that impressive for a team that elite. And so they've gotten hot at the right time, and they've beaten the Lakers, the Clippers, I think the Blazers, you know, maybe the Nuggets, they've beaten some good teams in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. They've beaten some good teams on this hot streak. And so to me, it's expected. And it's one of those things where when you're hot, you're just, you can, you can win 10 and 12 in a row, but uh, we'll, we'll see if the, once they do lose a game, if the momentum, if, if they will be able to keep it on top for a while, or if they'll just, you know, if they're having just a, a really hot streak. But I have the Nets at number three. Who do you have? So at number three, you know, I had to do it to you. Put my Phoenix Suns, as they've been one of the hottest teams in the league as of late. Uh, they've won eight out of the last ten games. Chris Paul and Devin Booker seem to have found the needed balance offensively as they have been thriving over the last month. And with an expanded role, you know, the Suns' young wings like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson have really got the shine. Cam being one of the premier players off the bench. Dario Saric is finally back. And, uh, you know, they put in – we put in Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky, starting along De- alongside DeAndre Jordan – or DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Ayton. We're putting him in at the four to help spread the floor a little bit. And we're undefeated when Frank the Tank starts. So something to keep an eye out, everybody. Watch out for Frank the Tank. Um, So look for Phoenix to make some noise. I see them moving up in the Western Conference standings over the next few weeks with the Lakers dealing with injuries and 
maybe the Jazz dropping a couple. Who you got at two, Sam? So number two, and I don't think this team will stay here for a while. I think they're going to fall. But I think we, I think it was you that told me this recently, and I think it was actually super recently that the Lakers, this Lakers team right now, is better than last year's Lakers team that won the championship. Is that you that said that? Yes, sir. And I, I believe that. Like, I still think. I mean, it's hard. You can't bet against LeBron James. It's like Tom Brady. Like, we say it over and over and over again every single year, and the media does too. Like, LeBron, that Lakers team can get a five seed, and then they'll be in the finals and somehow win it unless Curry and the Warriors are completely healthy. And to me, the Lakers are about to start losing a lot of games. I just I expect it because the West is dominant. They don't have a true point guard. Um, Davis is hurt. Schroeder's hurt. And so I have number, at number two, I have the Lakers because one, they're the champs. Two, LeBron is still LeBron, and he will find a way to will his team to victory, even if the refs have to help LeBron get to the free throw line. Like, I just don't see them getting blown out in these games. I do, however, think they will lose tonight to the Wizards because they have the, the like I said, Washington has Westbrook, who's been playing good ball, and Bradley Bill, who is, I think, the leading scorer in the NBA right now. Yeah. And, Le, and LeBron is just, he's still LeBron, maybe the best player on the planet, but he can't do it by himself in the Western Conference. And so, uh, but, but, he, but he just finds ways to do it by himself. And so that's why I have them at the number two seed. And uh, who do you have? Yeah, so right now at number two, I have the Brooklyn Nets, and they've been streaking hot lately. They took down the entire Pacific Division on a five-game West Coast visit. I mean, think about that. That means my Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, and the Warriors on a five-game road stretch. That's pretty impressive. Um, Doing so mostly without Durant who's missed time due to hamstring injury. Harden's been playing phenomenal, uh, running the point for them as the main ball handler. I mean, he's got shooters like Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving around him, which he never had in Houston. So that's helped him. Uh, And they're starting to look like a clear-cut favorite to come out of the East to me. The one thing that does slightly concern me is with Kyrie missing so many games and then KD missing time, for uh, COVID protocols and now hamstring. These guys haven't really played all three of them on the floor too much together. So we'll see if they can find how to gel um, all three of them before the playoffs. Number one, it seems like we might both have the same team here. Who do you got, Sam? Let's play the music. I got the, I got the Utah Jazz. Just all I can say is, 19 and two in their last 21 games. And that is just phenomenal, which to me, this jazz team is almost equivalent to that Bucks team. The last two years that just dominated and then just found ways to lose in the playoffs. Um, so I think the, the, the jazz have a good, I mean, the jazz should have won, won the first round playoff last year against the nuggets. They led 3-1 and fell apart like everyone else did mm-hmm. against the Nuggets. But this 
Oh, like I said, shortens to the point, 19 and two, 19 wins, two losses in their last 21 games. Who do you have? Yeah, you, you said it right. It's got to be the Jazz. I mean, they've been so dominant, both offensively and defensively. Uh, I'm going to go back one one game further. They're 20 and two over their last, over the last month and a half or so. Currently sitting with the best record in the league. I think it's large part due to Mike Conley returning to his uh, Memphis form. And then, of course, you got Rudy Gobert. You know, he just signed that massive contract. So he's anchoring a pesky defense. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Jazz are somewhat boring to watch, but they find ways to get wins. And uh, nearly halfway through the season, it's really looking like Quinn Snyder is a lock for uh, Coach of the Year. Um, So that wraps up our top 10 right now. So everybody stay tuned. Coming up next, next, we got the yay or nay. Uh, You know, we're going to see are these predictions good or bad, basically. We got our two impact players over the past two weeks. And then we got some most likely to play, most likely to make the playoffs uh, between two teams. And we'll pick them out. And then we'll close it up with some closing remarks. So everybody stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back. So we're going to try out a new segment. We're going to call it Yay or Nay, where I'm going to spit out a couple uh, statements, and Sam will tell me yay or nay, basically true or false. We'll see how it goes. So first up, Sam, we got Jazz. They were number one in both of our power rankings. So yay or nay on the Jazz making the Western Conference Finals? I'm going to say nay. I think, I mean, I mean they're they're surprising everyone right now. So, I mean, would it surprise me that they got in there? No, of course not. But I just don't see them. I think it's going to be a team like, like the Clippers and like the Suns or something, you know? Oh, man, I like that prediction. Um, yeah. I'm going to go nay as well. Like, like I said, like I just don't, I just don't think they have they have Donovan Mitchell, but I don't know if they have enough offensive power to really get buckets in the crunch time. Um, I mean, they got Jordan Clarkson, who who's looking like a potential sixth man of the year candidate as well. Who gives? He's just a bucket machine off the bench. But I mean. I just don't see him making the West. I mean, yeah, they couldn't yeah, even beat the Nuggets yeah. with the three-one lead. I'm just, you know, they couldn't even beat the Nuggets last year with the three-one lead. So, you know, I just don't see it happening. I agree. What I was going to say to that real quick is, like, I'm just looking at the standings right now. You know, you have the Jazz who are 24 and six, and then you have the Lakers for 22 and nine. That probably won't last for a while. I just don't see it. And so you just have the Jazz who've just been so dominant, and you have the Clippers who are, you know, being good too, but. To me, there hasn't been that just true dominant team in the West this year. I mean, you have the Clippers who are really good, the Suns who are good, the Blazers who are good. The Spurs have been idle for almost a week and a half now due to COVID. I mean, you just don't have those just true dominant teams. And I think that makes it exciting to, you know, you almost expect LeBron to be there. But I I can see, you know, the Clippers have never been to the – They've never been to the conference finals. And so I think you're going to see teams this year that may surprise people. But but anyways, uh, sorry to go on a tangent. 
No, you're good. You're good. Um, so next up, gay or nay, LeBron James wins his fifth NBA MVP award this season. If if he okay, it's yay or nay. I'm gonna say nay simply because there's teams that are right there in the conversation. I think someone like Donovan Mitchell or even somewhere someone as simple as in the in the East. Um Joel Embiid's looked like really Dur- good. You know, Durant could win it or something if they get hot. We still got a long season to go, but I just he has to carry that team. And if he does, then yes. But if he doesn't, then no. I think Steph Curry might win the MVP this year. Curry's look good. Or, Joel Embiid. Or even Bradley Bill. I honestly think Jokic is my front runner right now. I mean, man is balling out of his mind. But uh, I'm gonna say yay. I think LeBron will do it. Especially if Davis misses any more time, they're going to look and see what LeBron has done with, like we've said over and over, not the greatest Lakers team. So I, I'll say yes. Uh, I think people are finally realizing how how great LeBron is. What, what How old is he? Like, I'm going to have to look it up now. 35, 37? Let's see. I'll, I'll look it up in about 10 seconds. He Let's is see. 36. Yep, 36. So, I mean, it's crazy to see him that old still just dominating the league. Um, So, I'm going to say yay. We briefly touched on it earlier, but yay or nay, the Nets make the NBA Finals. They make it out the East and make the Finals. Uh, I'm going to say – it kills me to say this. Um, Yes – I'm going to say yay to that just because they're so stacked that it's just hard not to see them there. But I'm going to make a bold prediction, Thomas, and say it's Nets, Raptors, Eastern Conference Finals. I just – I just Nick Nurse and the Raptors with all that finals experience against a team that play – I mean, the Raptors, in my opinion, best defensive team in the NBA. I am biased, but I think they're the best defensive team in the NBA. And I think that – they, 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 can they outscore the Nets? Absolutely not. Can they slow the Nets down with their defense? Yes. But the Nets just have too much firepower. And so the Nets make the Eastern Conference Finals and uh, against the Raptors and then beat them in six. What do you think? Yay or nay? I think yay, too. I Like you said, they just got way too much offensive firepower. And I think I don't think Steve Nash is an amazing, amazing coach. Maybe not yet. But he's smart enough to get them to move the ball and he's smart enough to let stay out of the way and let Harden and Kyrie and Durant be the great players that they are. So I think, yay, I think the Nets will make the NBA finals. Like you said, I'm not really a fan of it, but maybe it'll make for an entertaining finals. I don't know. Um, So here's one that you might like since you've been so hype on this team. Bradley Beal wins his first scoring title, currently leading the league in points. What do you think? I think he does. I think he does. And uh, especially if they get in the playoffs, I think he has an argument for maybe MVP if they can get in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think think there's no question. He he has to win it unless he catches COVID or – 
he knock on wood seriously knock on wood that he doesn't hurt himself but he's just been that guy is just out of his playing out of his mind right now yeah i mean he's averaging 32.9 points a game and what's even crazier is he's shooting 47.8 percent from the field i mean that is just ridiculous to go along with five rebounds and 4.6 assists so man is playing extremely well i definitely think he has a chance and I'll, I'll even say he will win his first scoring title. So I'm going yay. Final one for this segment. Zion Williamson makes the NBA All-Star game. We still don't know all the reserves yet. Um, so what do you think? You think he deserves a spot? I think he does. And I still think the way they have it this year is kind of weird. I personally think it's weird that they're having it, personally, with COVID. But um, – you know, you, like Donovan Mitchell didn't even make the starter. So, like, I think Zion will, but at the same time, I think Donovan Mitchell should be in the starting lineup, and he's not. So, it true. It's, Very it's true. a weird year. Yeah, I think Utah's just a smaller market team. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, well, I'm not an outsider, but like. Somebody who doesn't really keep up with the NBA, you're not going to think the Nets are have the best record in the league. You know, you don't hear much about it. I mean, not the Nets, the Jazz. You're not going to think yeah. the Jazz have the best record in the league. You're not hearing much about them, but here they are. Um, so two impact players of the week. Sam and I did some research, and we came up with two impact players that have been really dominant, uh, kind of, Turn and help turn things around for two teams in particular. So I'll let Sam uh, share these players and share their stats and everything, and then I'll add my input after. So so go ahead and uh, tell our fans who our two impact players the last two weeks are. So yeah, so Bradley Bill, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he may be the front runner by far for the scoring title, but he's had multiple games and he scored thirty seven points. He scored 30 points, you know, multiple times. It's like a large amount of games. It's almost like his average is like well over 30. But just recently he's had multiple 37-point games. Uh, He's helped his team get on the streak uh, four in a row and six out of the last ten. And uh, he's made an impact on that team. And usually I would say a a guy that good – you know, it's probably like on like a really, 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 really bad team. But when he has weapons around him like Bertans and Restbrook and, um, you know, just a few other guys that are, you know, role players, he's making an impact on his team. He's not having to carry the load every single night. And that's why I feel like he is a key word is impact player. He's making an impact on his team. And he hasn't been traded yet, and he still might be traded soon. But I still think he is an impact player right now. So I have Bradley Bill, and then, of course, I I have to throw in Norman Powell. I mean, the guy has been playing unbelievably good basketball. Like, the last – I think the last six games he's – the last six games he's averaging, what, 20 points the last six games or so. And – He's coming. He's he hasn't started except a few times recently, and because of OG and Anobi. So he is the other impact player I have right now. And 
he is the reason Toronto is where they're at right now. If he wasn't there, then I don't know where the Rodgers would be having to feel the whole of OG Ananobi being hurt. What are your thoughts, Thomas, briefly? Yeah, I mean, Beal, I, I, I forgot almost. He was the number three pick in the 2012 draft. And the past couple of years, he's really came around. You know, last year with John Wall being out, you saw the talent. He Near the end of the season, he really started at a, become an elite scorer in the NBA. And I feel like that's just transferred over to this season. And especially having Westbrook back healthy the past couple of games, he's been doing a really good job. Um, and then as far as Norman Powell goes, I mean, it's evident as the Raptors continue to climb their – way up the Eastern Conference, Powell has been one of those impact players for the Raptors, helping them, getting the most out of all the minutes that he can, you know, get, whether it be starting in the role of a hurt player or just coming off the bench and making sure that that energy is sustained with the bench unit. Uh, probably, you know, him and Boucher are the main um, scoring units off the bench. So both of those guys have been a Im- big impact on two teams out in the East that have really made uh, a run recently. So shouts out to Bradley Beal and Norman Powell for being our two impact players in the last two Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. And I wanted to throw out to you, I made a note of this. Uh, Bush, Chris Boucher did go five of six last night from the three-point line. And we were down by, what, 12 or four, twelve or 13 in the third quarter. And I was listening to the game, and I would be like, Boucher for three. Good again. It's, you know, he's three or four or four or five, and he finished five or six, 17 points. And my goodness, when you're playing a team, the best team in the East record-wise and you're just having guys that, you know, most of these – unless you're in Canada or like me, who would marry the Raptors if I could. Like, I mean, like just the name of the pro franchise, like just because I'm that big of a fan. Like, you know, you have guys step up and just knocking down every single shot. Uh, you know, off the bench. And and to me, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Chris Boucher for going five or six last night. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a big impact off the bench for the Raptors as well. So next up we got more likely to make the playoffs. See, there's some teams that are maybe on the, on the bubble right now, maybe just in, just out of the playoffs. So first we'll start with the West more likely to make the playoffs. The Mavs, currently the 10th seed with the 13 and 15 record or the nuggets who are at the seventh seed. They had a slow start, but now they're 16 and 14. So out of the Mavs and the nuggets, who do you think is more likely to make the playoffs, Sam? I'm going to say this is a tough one, but I'm going to say nuggets are more likely to make the playoffs because of Jokic. And I know Doncic is a good shooter, but they have, to me, all they mainly have is is Luka Doncic. I mean, that's mainly who they have. The Nuggets have Murray. They got Jokic, and they got another guy. I can't think of his Michael name Porter right Jr. Now. Yep, yep, they do. And, and so, to me, the Nuggets have a way better chance to get in. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like I said, Michael Porter Jr. has missed time. The Nuggets had an extremely slow start to the season. They've really turned it up here. Jokic is playing extremely well. Um, you know, the Mavs got Doncic, and then they got Porzingis as well. I just don't – outside of that, it's just kind of a very lackluster roster. I mean, 
you got Maxi Kleba starting some game. I mean, nothing against Maxi Kleba. The man plays extremely hard, and he's good for what he is. But he wouldn't. He shouldn't start on most NBA teams. Um, so yeah, I think, like I said, Michael Porter Jr. has been injured coming back. I think he's kind of the X factor for the Nuggets. So I will take the Nuggets more likely to make the playoffs in that one over the Mavs. Next up, we got out west. More likely to make the playoffs. The Grizzlies, currently ninth in the West with a 13 and 13 record. Or the Pelicans, currently 11th in the West with a 13 and 17 record. My heart wants to say Memphis because they're my favorite team in the Western Conference. But I, I, I can't go against Zion. I can't go against Steven Adams. I can't go against, oh, what is his name? Brandon Another Ingram. Guy. Brandon Just, Ingram. Yep, Ingram. I can't go against those guys. I mean, they're just – they're playing good basketball right now, and they just came back down 24 last night to Boston. And they were that close to making it last year. I just feel like Memphis doesn't have much except John Morant, Alan Chunas, and a few guys around them. But they just – I think they're still one more year away. What do you think? So I think it could kind of – hinge on Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back from Memphis and, and playing like he did at the end of last season. But I think as of right now, I, I do have to go with the Pelicans. You know, they have – I would say they definitely have way more talent, but I think they're still trying to get things figured out with their personnel and what rosters fit together. And then Sam Adams got hurt uh, the other night. So if he misses time, who's going to fill that role in the middle? But I still think it's the Pelicans. I think they got way more talent on the roster from top to bottom. Uh, although that that's a real tough one. Ja, when he's on the floor, he has the Grizzlies playing really well. Um, so let's move out east. Uh, this is going to be between the eighth seed and the seventh seed currently. Who would have guessed? Eighth seed is going to be the Hornets, currently sitting at 14 and 15. And the seventh seed is the New York Knicks, sitting at 15 and 16 on the year. Um so out of the Hornets or the Knicks, who do you think is more likely to make the playoffs? So out of those teams, I think the Hornets are. But this may this may uh, come to a shock, Thomas, but I think neither of those teams make the playoffs. I think Washington gets in the eighth seed. Hmm. Okay, okay. But uh, but between those two teams right now, I think the Hornets. I, I the the Knicks are playing really good basketball. Nothing against them. I mean, they're 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 hot right now. They're what fourteen and sixteen, I think, or something like that. But they're uh, the the Hornets just have a better team, and I, I just think they better coach, better team. Uh, Ball is playing good, but like like I said, that'll be my sneaker, my sleeper. Bold prediction later, but I do think Washington can get in. I really do. But okay, we'll get to that in a little while. Okay. Um, so for me, I think it's also the Hornets. They have so much talent, especially at the guards. You know, just that point guard alone. You got Terry Rozier. You got Devonte Graham, really, really good young player, and then you got Lamelo Ball. Um, so it's like I feel like they need to alleviate some of that jam in the backcourt and maybe trade. Devontae Graham away, maybe try to get a big, uh, a little bit upgrade at big. But they got like P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward. I mean, they um, – Miles Bridges coming off the bench. They got a good squad. So I could definitely see the Hornets getting into the playoffs. Um, so last up on 
more likely to make the playoffs. We have kind of two surprises. People thought these teams would be a lot higher, but at in currently in 10th in the East, we have the Hawks sitting at 13 and 17. And then we have the Heat currently 11th, also at 13 and 17. So two teams with the same record, Hawks or Heat, who do you think is more likely to make the playoffs? I want to say Hawks because I do like Trey Young. Now, I've seen a side of him recently that has been frustrating to cheer for him with him being kind of cocky. But I, I just think that the Heat are a team that was in the NBA Finals last year because they have they had guys step up. Like, I mean, Jimmy Butler is an all-star. He's really good. And then Bam Adebayo. And, uh, I mean, that – and then Huero, uh, Tyler Hero. I mean, they have, and then Robinson, Duncan Robinson. I mean, they're they're a really good team. They beat the Lakers the other night, which, which the Timberwolves could probably beat the Lakers tonight if they play. But um, the just to me, the Heat are just loaded with talent. It's a shock that, that they're playing where they're at right now. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely the Heat. I mean. It is a huge shock to Heater at 11th. I was texting one of my buddies the other day, and I just – he's a Heat fan, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I i was just like, no way they're out of the playoffs right now. You know, they, they made the finals last year, but they are out of the playoffs right now, currently sitting at 11th, 13, and 17. But I do think that they are more likely to make the playoffs over the Hawks. Um, so we got some closing remarks coming up. Uh, first off, Quick all-star game preview. Uh, starters were announced. Um, for the West at guard, it was uh, Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. And then at the forward, it was LeBron. I'm trying to remember who the other ones. Um, let me look it up. Let's see. Okay, it was LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And then out east, it was Kyrie and Bradley Beal, very deservingly, at the guard roles. And then uh, the forward roles, it was Durant, Antetokounmpo, and then Embiid at center. So a lot, a lot of height and uh, big wingspans for the east. So should be an interesting game. Um, Elsewhere around the NBA, uh, it's interesting to see how some teams, I mean, as you might have uh, heard, when I was discussing the more likely to make the playoffs, there's a big variance in how many games these played, how many games these teams have played due to COVID protocols and games being canceled or postponed. So it'll be interesting to see how the NBA fixes these scheduling issues. If they'll just add them to the second half of the season, since the schedule hasn't been released yet or what they'll do. Um, so Sam, I know we're kind of far away, but, when playoffs do kick off, what do, do you think that the NBA should allow fans in, or do you think that they should kind of do a bubble like they did last year? Um, I think if if playoffs were to start today or tomorrow or even this weekend, I would say no fans except family, kind of like what they did after the second round last year. I think like if you made the what is it the second round or the East. The semifinals, I think, is when they yes, started yeah, allowing the conference semifinals when they would have you know family come in allowed. Uh, I think they should do that. I just think um, just the fact that we are having fans right now is is I don't know just the fact that we're having basketball right now is a bonus. 
and um, you know they're they're able to play in their gyms, except if you're the Raptors. Uh, and so I just think being able to sleep in their home beds and playing in their home arenas with family around is good enough. I mean, what what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I think also something to keep in mind as more and more people get the vaccine, you know, it, potentially you could allow fans that are vaccinated into the game. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, that's something, you know, hopefully in a few months, more and more people will continue to get the vaccine. Um, it'll be yeah. interesting to see if if the NBA mandates the vaccine at all. Um, but- I agree. And that's what I was going to say, too, is uh, like if it started, you know, in the next couple of days, uh, I would say no fans. But depending on where the virus is and, you know, where the where the world the country is um come playoff time absolutely something to consider but uh if it was you know the next few days i'd say no just to keep the players safe right um so one of our last topics uh we'll keep it brief but it's a pretty big headline timberwolves fire their coach ryan saunders and replace him with raptors assistant chris finch uh what do you think about that, Sam? You know, you you being a Raptors fan, I'm sure you have some thoughts, maybe some feelings. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of crazy because I, I, you know, I was just going through uh, uh, ESPN headlines earlier today and saw that, and I was like, what? Like, like it's just kind of random. Like in the middle of a season, I can see where like a you know a coach gets fired, and then they have like an interim. You know, like on the coaching staff, just to hire someone mid-season, it's like either either Chris Finch is some sort of like sleeper, uh, you know, all-star coach, or they posted the job application on the on the Timberwolves website, and he was tired of living in a hotel, so he's like, I'll, I'll apply. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, I know that the Nick Nurse has a lot of quality coaches around him. I know before uh, Dwayne Casey, because the Raptors had NBA coach of du- uh, the year, Dwayne Casey, who's now the Pistons coach. And then, you know, they lost to the Cavaliers and got swept a few years back. It took LeBron and Cleveland, and then he got fired. And then Nick Nurse was one of his assistants and took over and then won NBA coach of the year in his first year. Or no, not in his first year. He won the finals his first year with Kawhi. And then last year he won NBA coach of the year. And so I know Nick Nurse has a lot of high-quality coaches around him. But, um, yeah, I, I just – as a fan, it's kind of weird just to see something in the middle of the season. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I know um, – I saw Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum were upset that – I think it was maybe a Blazers assistant or a former Blazers coach, something like that. Uh, they were upset he wasn't considered. And um, I do think it's kind of strange they just – picked an assistant coach off another team in the middle of the season. So it's definitely interesting. Now, I don't want to say unprecedented, but I don't remember ever seeing it before like this. Um, so, wow, yeah, uh, not good right now if you're a Timberwolves fan. I'll say that. Um, yikes. Um, so any other remarks before we wrap up, Sam? Um, well, I do want to say, and I, I, I wanted to come back to it, I do think, um, if you're a big to the listeners out there, if you're a big basketball fan, keep your eyes on the Washington Wizards right now. This is a team that in a couple, like about a week ago, they were what six and seventeen. Uh, Westbrook was hurt, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. Bill was the only 
player on the team that was actually doing anything, and he's still doing a lot. But this team is, is hot. Watch for this team to to. I, I I expect. I think they will beat the Lakers tonight, and they will be competitive with the Clippers when they play on either tomorrow or Wednesday. But I do think they'll win tonight, and you know by the All Star break, the Wizards will be in the top ten of the Eastern Conference. Right now, I think they're twelve or thirteen, but that's a team that my bowl prediction and the middle of the season, that team will make the playoffs. I hope we don't play him because if Westbrook is in the playoffs, he's dangerous. And that team, that's how you start, how you finish. And if they were in the West, Thomas, their season would be almost a wash right now. But with them being in the East, they're only four games back of the of the um, eight-seeded, is it Hornets? And, and yeah. Uh, you know they're they're hot right now, and and you can you know the the I think the Nets went from seven to what two in just a couple day, uh, games. So we'll see. That's that's my bull prediction. Do you have any bull predictions? Um, I mean n- nothing too crazy, but I guess I'll I'll put this out there. Uh, I will predict that Chris Paul will lead the NBA and assist at the end of the season. I don't think he's too far off of it right now. He had a big game with 19 assists the other the other night uh, when the Suns played the Pelicans in a big fourth quarter comeback. I just really think him and Booker, I found their groove. So I'll predict, you know, I really haven't even seen too much of him throwing alley-oops to Aiton, and I think they'll get that going off the pick and roll later in the season. So my prediction will just be Chris Paul will lead the league, lead the league and assists come season in. That's a good pick. That is a great pick. Now, do you think Cleveland makes the playoffs? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know that was one of my uh, bold predictions earlier in the season. It's definitely not looking so hot right now. Well, we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago they were the like what, like a five seed, and now the the Wizards are slowly uh, c- coming up. I'm telling you, when you see the Wizards making noise and they're giving Bradley Beal and you know, Westbrook's some love for, you know, having a strong backcourt here in the next week or two going into the all-star break. Think about them making the playoffs because it will happen. I'm, you can go ahead and Sharpie it. I was going to say pencil it in, but Thomas Sharpie that that bad boy in. <laughs> all right, will do. I keep an eye out for the Wizards. They could have a run like the Raptors. Um, all right, everybody, thanks for joining us. Like I said, it's been a minute since we've been able to get on and uh, – you know, hang out and talk some basketball. But thanks for joining, everybody. Uh, thank, I hope you all have a great evening and a great couple of weeks. We'll hopefully uh, get another episode out later this week or early next week. Thanks for tuning in.